Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We will speak for us. We ask that we would find you. We ask that we would know you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's have our seats. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Just um, an announcement, I believe it was, um, just to reiterate anyway, is that um, God asked us to, well, we started an altar of prayer all through the COVID period. And God has helped us on that altar of prayer. And God said it is time for the altar prayer to come to an to end. Um, but what he has said to us is that we should open up the altar prayer on the last day. The last day will be the 24th of March. So it coincides with the Friday prayers. The altar prayer will take a different shape. But God has asked that the way it is it is it is it is put together now should come to a point to to a, to a point that altar prayer by god's grace has been mounted every single day for three years and we're not even counting the days but after three years god said it is time for it to come to a point because what he intends to do via the altar prayer especially for the nation he has brought it to a point. However, there's a new season that is coming up and is asking that the altar prayer be reconstituted in a different way. Um, so just to kind of let us know that the altar prayer will be opening up to everyone for um, you know for for that period of time. Uh, for the 24th. And we will thank God together and do our prayers all together. Uh, we trust that God would God will grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, last week we were talking about discipleship and there is a particular thing I just felt that we should also share because it helps in our journey and it is, it is critical in the life of a Christian. And what we're talking about is divine process. Divine process. See, at times, one of the major things at times is that because of the diverse ways by which God works, at times people may not understand that they are within a divine process. I met a lady that we've been taking public transport together to my work. She came from Nigeria. She came to study. Her husband came with her, and they're doing you know, just the regular things, trying to make hands meet and things like that. So we've been speaking for a while. So I was just talking to her recently, and this has been what God has been in my mind for a while anyway, not to her, but just generally. And I said to her, I said, you left Nigeria out of the syndrome of Japa, you know, for those who don't understand um, economic reasons and people are leaving the country, which is right. Which, I, which is understandable. But within that process, there are some that God has actually led to leave the country. They may not know that God has led them. 
I'll give an example. The Bible says that he that leads Joseph like um, a like a flock. The Bible said he sent a man ahead of them, Joseph. If you ask Joseph, did God send you to Egypt? He will say no. He will say, ah, those bad brothers. See how they've destroyed my life that I ended up in Egypt. But actually when the Bible was going to write it from the perspective of God, it was God that led him from one place to another. If you ask the disciples, how did you go around and preach the gospel? It was Paul that came, and as Paul was killing them, all of them ran for their life. And yet, you will begin to see that they are fulfilling purpose. But later, when you look back, it was God that was leading them. So I said to them, I said, don't be surprised that you think it is Japan that led you out of the country. But the hand of God is actually leading. Now, this is the big difference in that because if, and this is where I, as I said, I said, if you understand that the hand of God is leading you, when you get there, you ask God, God, what, am, what, what have you brought me here to do? But if you thought it is that part that brought you here, you will say, where is the latest job that I can get? Because that is what brought you to the country. Somebody will say, that, ah, you know, I am here. I'm not here for Jesus, Jesus. I'm here to come and walk. Ah, I have suffered in Nigeria. I am here to come and walk. But whereas, what, and that's, that's at times the challenge is that the person may be so stuck in the, and I fail to realize that even God will use situations to gather his people or to move things around. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a dream and God said, that I have told you to move from point A to point B. But there are ways by which you can, as soon as you maintain certain things, you will, under, you will be able to discover or make advantage of wherever situation that has brought you, wherever you find yourself. And that is what one of the things that you saw is that, for example, Joseph as an example, Joseph maintained his work with God. So even though he was brought into Egypt, he never missed the mark of God, even though he did not know it was God that brought him there. So what I'm trying to say is that times processes of God start. You may think it's a certain situation that brought you somewhere, but actually God is behind it. And the way we are used to God speaking to people is not the way he speaks to people all the time. When Moses left and ran out of Egypt, did he say that it's God that called him to come back? It was when God said, I was the one that brought you here so that <laughs> I can't send you back. But Moses would say, ah, they wanted to kill you. I ran for my life. But actually, it was all orchestrated by God to be able to bring him to a, uh, to a purpose. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So what I'm trying to say is that when you begin to view things from the lens of God, you discover that certain things you think is, a, is an issue before God is, a, is actually a propellant. It's actually a propellant. So as we... I'm just going to just share um, a scripture with us as we start. Luke chapter 8. 
verse 11 to 15. The Bible says this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. And those that are sown, up, sown on the path are the ones who hear the word. And when the devil comes, takes away the word from their hearts. So, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those who fell on a rocky, on a rocky ground are those who receive the word of God in, into their hearts, and they, but, they are, but they have no root. They believe, sorry, um, they, they believe for a while after, and, uh, but, but in the time of testing, they fall away. Verse 14 says, the seed that fell on the thorns stand um, for, on, among the thorns stand for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked with issues, with, with, with life's worries, riches, riches, and pleasure, and they do not mature. But the, the seed that fall on the, soil, on the good soil stand for those who have a noble and a good heart, who hear the word of God, retain it by, by, by persevering to produce a crop. So, Jesus was talking about different kind of, he said clearly, the, um, the heart, the, uh, what's it called, you, the, um, the heart of, the, the, the heart is the field, the seed is the word. We get to that point. Now, question, do you think that reading this interpretation, this scripture, well, do you think that the issue is the word, sorry, the issue, what, can we agree that the issue is not the word? The issue is not the seed. One. Secondly, the ground that we are talking about, do you, what, which one do you think, let me put it towards this way, just cut everything else that. The difference in the ground, that one is good, one is bad, is not the ground, it's not the ground that has the issue. I'm going to explain what I'm saying. It is what is occupying the ground. See, there is no land that, no matter how good that it is, that you don't have thorns. What happened? Somebody cleared it for the land to be good. So what he's saying, what Jesus is saying, that times people have said, has focused so much on the soil. As if some soil are bad. No, no, no. People say, the problem is not actually the soil. It is what is interfering with the soil in such a way that it cannot grow. Does that make sense? So as, as so the difference between the ones that has tongues, which is the worries of life and the challenges, and the one that has a good heart, is because one has learned to manage their heart and the other one has not. Because every land, will, if you leave it for a while, no matter how fruitful a land is, it will grow. So the question is not about the soul, sorry, the heart, the, the soil itself, because the soil cannot determine what kind of, you know, the soil cannot determine the, the, what the quality of the soil is not left to the soil. But what the farmer and the owner of the land can do is to maintain the environment in such a way. Okay, when they say that the rocky one, where the Bible says it does not have roots, what, what do you do? You clear all of those rock 
and you will find soil at the bottom. Does that make sense? So, what Jesus is actually also looking at is that that is why he said, by persevering, they produce a good result. They retain it, and by persevering, they produce a good result. Now, I'm, 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 I'm going towards some, some part with this conversation. Is that for us to know that at times it seems like the devil is looking for so many things, but within the cloud of what he seems to be looking for, there is something that God is saying, preserve this one. So God told Simon, he said, Simon, he said, Satan, Luke chapter 22, he said, Simon, Simon, he said, Satan has come to sift you as, all, all of you, as a wheat. Now, do you know how they sift wheat? You are shaking it to take away the the shirt and things like that. So when the devil is shaking, is what Jesus is saying that he's trying to there are something he's, he's expecting to fall off. So and so he's saying that he said, But I have prayed for you. And Jesus now said, That your faith. So basically, what he's saying that when the devil is shaking, if you can shake your faith out, that is it. But he said. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. That your faith will not fail. So as we look at our, our, you know, as we, before you say that you can be, you want to be used by God or God wants to use you in a particular way. This is how the Bible puts it. We read it earlier. The word of God is the seed. You are the heart. Your heart is the ground of God. That now moves to the second stage. You are now the seed. After the word has grown in your heart, you now become the seed in the hand of God that he plants in the world. Does that make sense? Okay, let's look at Matthew. The Bible says that it says, the field is the word, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. So the first set, the first step is that God is pouring into you, and the devil is trying to kill it at that first stage. But if you can get out of that first, the second thing that God that carries you and makes you a seed in another in, 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 the, in the sorry in the world itself. So we said the word, so the seed is the word of God. And the seed is what determines what the ground will produce. You cannot plant. Um, a mango seed and expects and happen. So the first thing, and you begin to see as Jesus also went on talking to the disciples, said, teach them all that I have taught you, not your own. Because what will guarantee the, pro the final product is what they hear. And I'm trying to point to this as we begin to look at, draw a little bit closer, as we go to Genesis, you begin to see that the issue in Genesis was the teachings that was introduced. So, Genesis chapter 3, you would see that the Bible says, now the serpent was more crafty than any, any of the wild animals the, God, the, the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, what is that? Teaching. He began to introduce teaching. He said, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? 
the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the fruit, um, um, we, we may eat fruit from, from the trees in the garden, but did God say, did they, but, but God did say, you must not eat from, eat from the fruit of, so from the fruit of, so you must not eat the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. Then the devil went on and said, certainly you will not die. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring out a couple of things here. I just wanted us to see. But let's go to verse 6. Okay, no, verse 5. It says, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you would be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eyes and desirable to gain for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and had, and she also gave it to her husband who was with her, and he had it. Now, first thing we need to know, when this teaching was going on, Adam was sitting down, looking. Adam never interjected. The Bible says that he was there. She didn't go and look for him. Why the devil was teaching, Adam was. Now, the Bible now puts the major... Let's just go quickly to uh, First Timothy. The Bible says that it was Adam, it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived. What is God saying? Adam knew the right thing. But he kept quiet and he allowed everything go. And when the nurse said, think, Adam said, ah, this thing is not right. Though. He took it. That is why God was not listening to the word that said, it is the woman I gave to me. Because he, he was aware. Let's go back to that Genesis, please. Now, I want us to just point us, just to summarize this as we go on, is that, please note that there were thousands of trees in that place. But the devil pointed out, like, what he did was, he made the one that he said you should not eat as so special, and he ignored all the thousand trees that they can eat. What the, what the devil does, and we are, there's a reason why we are coming to this, is that what he does is that he makes sure, he lays emphasis on what you don't have so that you can ignore all that you have. So, he was saying that, ah, this tree, the woman said, ah, he said we can eat every, from every other tree, but this one will not eat. And the devil said, ah. now please look at, after that teaching, now this is the influence of teaching. He says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, excuse me, but she not seen it before. There is a way that certain teachings they are listening to. You begin to see certain things. It's not bad. Some people listen to certain teachings. You know, sin will be that. It's not. It's one of those things, you know. It's not, everybody does it, you know. You have been listening to teachings, and those kind of teachings will begin to make everything look. The thing that you have said, ah, this is wrong. No, by the time you 
you go in this teaching and the devil is setting up classes for you, like, eh, mm, you know, it's not really that bad. See, all these things that we are just, it is ignorance. Now that you know, you know, our God is a God of love. That is why the Bible is always strict. That's why when Jesus came, he, he placed a curse on every teacher of the world. Why? Because they determine how you see. They determine how you see. So it says that when the woman saw that the good was food and pleasure, pleasing to the eyes, also desirable for gaining wisdom. Please, how can you know that this fruit can give you wisdom? What did it come from? Teaching. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Now, the danger about teachings at times is that there are teachers that are teaching wrong. But that one is bad. But the most dangerous one are the ones that are deceived. They to God themselves that they are doing the teaching. They are also deceived. First Timothy, let's go on to just um, next one. First Timothy. Uh, uh, no. Amen. Um, is it also, sorry, second Corinthians. Second, sorry, second Timothy. I'm sorry about that. The Bible says, evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will, de will themselves be deceived. I see people will say, ah, no. This is why you be like, ah, where is this coming from? That person got themselves, they are deceived. And they are also teaching others. They are deceived. Out of their deception, they are teaching others. And Paul is saying the problems that they are, they, 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 they are not only um, false teachers, but they are teachers themselves, God, that they are deceived. Okay. Now, when we look at Genesis again, what the devil did was to restrict was to restrict our vision to a, one particular thing. One particular thing. Please just follow me. I'm coming together with you. I'm coming um, to a place with this. Now, if the devil can restrict your vision to time, as an individual, you will be frustrated. I'll explain what I'm saying. Because you are dealing with a God that has eternity, but the devil will place time on you so that you'll be so frustrated that you feel like, ah, ah, why is God not doing it now? What he's trying to do is to change your view. The same thing, rather than Let's look at First Corinthians chapter chapter fifteen, verse nineteen. Paul said, "If only in this world we have hope in Christ, that means that if all that Christ can do for us, if all my hope and my expectation of being of being a Christian is in this world, the Bible says that we are of most people the most pitiful." So. If all that I am 
that I can prove that I'm a Christian is how much I can bank, uh, how much money I have in my bank account. The Bible says I am I should be pitied. Because if all that, and I will be explaining more as, as we go in, into this, because once you do not have perspective of eternity, you would live frustrated. In fact, your Christian life, you will not enjoy it. You will not enjoy it. Because you would have, you would always, now, David, um, what's it called? Um, uh, David had this, this problem. I don't know if you have ever been there before. Whereby you see that people who are not Christians, they are, things are moving for them. They, you know, things are going on. And you be like, ah, ah, why am I, why am I a Christian? What is the point of being a Christian? If those who don't know God can be living lavishly like this, You, you are not, or we are not alone in that, in that place. Psalm 73. Let's look at what David said. David said, this is what, this is what the wicked are like. Always free of care. They go on amassing wealth. Surely, in vain have I kept my heart pure. I have watched my I've I have watched my hand and I've watched my hand in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted. And every morning brings new punishment. See, there are ways as a Christian that all you think about is, ah. see, 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 you are the one issuing because each month you see Facebook post, you go, ah. God. What is the point? So, he said, all day long I have been afflicted. Every morning brings new punishment. He said, if I had spoken out like that, I would, I would have betrayed your children. What is, what do you mean your children? He's talking to God. And I said, you know, this Christianity thing, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't pay. He said, he said, he said, when I tried to understand all of this, in fact, my trouble increased. When I tried to understand that, why do people who don't serve God seem to be making progress? And you that you have given your life to Christ is as if you have allocated yourself to suffering. And the Bible says that till I entered the sanctuary, then I understood their final destiny. What he's saying is that when I understood it from the view of God, then these things make sense. But if I don't understand it from the view of God, one of the challenges is that I will, I will always remain afflicted. I will get to a point where the worries of life will shrink my faith till I lose it. Ecclesiastes says something which is quite interesting. He said, and I love this one, I had to highlight it. He says, He has made everything beautiful in His time. So that means everything that God wants to do, it has time for them. But He now said, But for you to be able to enjoy it, He has set eternity. Basically, what He's saying is that, let's put it this way. 
Somebody feels that, ah, people are doing evil. And God is folding his hands. And like they are just, they just, and see this person, they lived all their life, they served God. And they died. And the evil people are the ones paying for their burial. The Bible is saying, once you understand eternity, you discover that God does not need this small time he spent on the world to deal with issues. The only way that you can see is that you would know that as far as God is concerned, God is not under pressure <laughs> to prove himself to people. This is how you would know. When Jesus was crucified and they, um, and they buried him, they said that, they said that, ah, Go, why do, do you know why they put a big stone in front of Jesus' tomb? So that they said his disciples said that they would he would resurrect. So what we need to do is that maybe we should put a big stone stone a stone there and get lots of armies to come and stand, so that they would know after Jesus had resurrected, they told the the, uh, the what's it called the soldiers. Don't tell anybody that he resurrected. We will say that his servants came to steal his body. Please, if you were God, what would you have done? When Jesus resurrected, you should just walk into the palace and say, Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. You know, he would have dealt with their, with their, he would have exposed them. But he didn't. Why? It doesn't have their time. Whether I resurrected or I didn't, you will know. God, at times, God is not in a hurry. To, you are the one that thinks he's limited by time. He's not. If you don't, see, if God deals with an issue, with an ungodly thing, now, he has done that person favor. Because why? Because that person can repent while they are here. If he leaves them and he says, no, don't worry, just carry on. Every one of us will appear before him. My mom will say, there is nobody that, ah, I don't know how to say it in, I'm trying to say it. Sometimes there is nobody that will not know the truth. It is the time you know the truth that is the issue. So the Bible is saying that when you feel pressed as if, the Bible says God is saying he has set eternity in your heart for you to know that God has the whole time to deal with it. He's not in a hurry. But what the devil wants to make you think is that, ah, your time is going on. <laughs> if you don't do this now, that is the end of it. I never felt like if I go to bed tonight and I don't deal with this thing, the whole world, tomorrow there will be no world. Have you ever felt in that kind of place before? Have you ever felt in situations whereby you have done something and you say, ah, if only I have waited a few minutes. And that is, it is the trick that devil has always done. Ah, <laughs> you. 
at, at this level of your life, you still have five pounds in your account. <laughs> you know, you better do something now to, to change. Or else, that is the end of life. I'm not saying into, you know, I was talking to someone that said, in Nigeria, to contest for election, you need serious money. If somebody had told that Okada driver that became senator, to, in fact, the prophet that was giving the vision will say, no, this vision is not correct. <laughs> this vision is not correct. He became a senator. All he did was they were saying the labor was looking for people. Even those that people know did not ever. The one that only because he was in Labour Party. A Okada driver. He was actually in politics before. He, 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 he lost, so he didn't have anything. He was a local government chairman, local government. So, in order to make ends meet, he was driving Okada. If somebody had told him that by tomorrow you become a senator, <laughs> Even God, you go that you are the prophet, you will laugh. <laughs> because you will be like, you know, uh, this doesn't make sense. We are in Nigeria. You get what I'm Now, what I'm trying to say, the devil would want to make you feel your time is limited. But as long as you know that you serve a God who has eternity to deal with issues. It helps in our journey. It helps you to understand that there are certain things and we will we'll, we'll get the how the devil plays with time. Because it is that's what he did for Eve. Ah, hey, you are going to miss. Better eat it now. Maybe if she had waited till when God came back in the evening, I said, ah, this person came to meet us. And he said this. But the way he began to he began to look at it, he said, ah no, 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 this this is this is my time. The Bible says, but if we understand that for because everything has a time and to be able to relate accurately, God has set eternity in our hearts. Why I'm saying all of this is for us to know. That in divine process, in divine in the divine there is a process. And if you don't understand how God works, you would be frustrated at this process. You'll be frustrated at this process. And this also helps us to understand that you may not like what I'm about to say. But it is not everything you do in this world that you be rewarded for. Because God does not only have this world to reward people. He has eternity to reward you. So if you are, if they say, ah, you see, nobody recognizes what you are doing. 
You better go to places where they would have, where they would say, hey, they have fun. See, you know, I, me, me, I don't like places where they don't. I know my value. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know my value. Some people have left certain places because I'm not even talking about you, just generally. Ah, I know my value now. I know my value. You know, ah, if I don't, if I don't shine now, when am I, when, when, when is am I going to shine? <laughs> and they've left because they have because see one of the things is that that's why I was talking about teaching because at times somebody was talking to me about someone we were praying for somebody and well we just had the person was having certain issues and very serious issues don't get me wrong and they went to go and uh, consult some other thing and they had them more to the to the package that they brought. <laughs> so, so we're trying to, and so when we're talking and we're praying for this way, I said, I said, see, the problem for me is not even the packet that they had. That's not even the issue. The issue is that there's a fundamental issue going on. I said, the fact that somebody can think as a Christian that the only alternative that you have is to leave Christ and go somewhere else, it is because that the teaching they are used to is wrong. That teaching has put everything in a time frame. So they think that if they lose in this world, they've lost forever. So it's important that, I just wanted to say that, you know, when there are some, let's go to uh, when she was talking about harvest. Now, when you have somebody who comes to a place, okay, let's put it, you, you get a pastor that starts. A, mega, a, a church, a church goes bam. At times, you would think that it is that pastor that's the anointing that has. Most of the time, for every church that you see growing in a particular place, whatever size, some people labeled for that place in that ground before you came. <laughs> there were people in this country that labored for Christianity on the altar of prayer before you can say you have a church. Do you know in this country at the time they were idol worshippers? So, how sometimes she said, when you have, okay, when God sent Moses, whose ministry, who, who was the head of ministry in Moses? Uh, when Moses delivered Israel, Israel from Egypt, it was Moses. Yeah. Moses. But when God was telling Moses, God said, "The cry of the people of Israel." So it was their cry that brought you. You are just the, you are just the face. That's what that happened. So at times, certain things are happening in ministry, or maybe. You see the pastor come and they say, in the name of Jesus, or their things are moving in the services. It is not them. They are just the face. But you will give them credit. But God knows where the credit is. So Jesus said, even now, you, um, even the one who reaps draw a, a, a wage and harvest a crop for eternity, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus, 
the same one sows another one reap is true. I sent you to to reap for what you have not worked for. Where is somebody carrying harvest now? He said, ah, that guy is a good farmer. God is saying, no, some people work for it. He's just there. So, somebody said, which, which, which I said, that's why you never see God, the Bible says God will reward your harvest. He said he will reward your labor. Because there are people who have labored that humanity will never recognize what they've done. That is why God has eternity to reward them. When, you understand, when we understand these things, you understand that no matter how little, that wherever, maybe God has called you to be the one that will be praying for every Sunday service in your room, and you are fasting and praying, and we come to service today, and people say, ah, did you listen to worship? Oh, God, God was good. I said, ah, you know, let's share the, let's, let's, let's take um, clips of the service of the worship and share it and let it go viral. As far as God is concerned, it is not that person that is singing. It is the person that is in the secret doing the work. That is what God recognizes. That's why when Jesus said, you have reaped the benefit of their labor. They are the one that labored, but you are reaping the benefit. How is it possible for those who labored and did not see their benefits? How would they continue to labor if they understand that the God that they serve has eternity to reward you? That's why the Bible talks about that there are different parts of the body. The ones that are most special is the ones that are hidden, that nobody sees. No, I can't see and say, ah, you have a good lungs. <laughs> and so there will be people that will be laboring. That no matter how much you look at him, now you, the first thing you don't think about is wrongs. They will be the last person that they will ever think about. But yet, before God, they are the number one. What does this mean? It's so that you don't abandon your post where God has called you and say, you know, ha, ha, they are greeting this, they are greeting that. You know, they, are, ha, they should be calling me also. Elema, Epelesa, and this again. You know, ha, with all the labor that I have done. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10 says, God is not unjust that he will forget your work and your love you are shown for his people. What it says that, please don't think that God is unjust because at times you get to a point ah, God is not, ah, no, 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 no. this is not right. But says God is not unjust. He doesn't forget. He does not forget. Hebrews chapter 11 says to us, it says that, um, because of our time, the Bible says that these were, commend, these were all commended for their faith. Yet, none of them received the promise. God said, I recognize that these guys did well. But the fruits of that labor is not for them to see. It is for another generation. 
But God said, I will not forget. I have taken notes that this ones, the labor, the results that these ones are getting now, it is somebody that labored for it. The question that we are looking at is that are you ready to surrender your whole life in such a way, in honor of God, that even if I don't get a reward? Some of us, maybe it's an altar prayer. Some of us, maybe it is giving your life to people. And it seems like everybody is saying, Everybody is good, but you are the one that says, please, 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 please. Can you help us carry that thing? Maybe the one that you have been praying for, the pastor that you have been praying for, that is saying, God, use the and not the pastor, use the pastor today. And he now went to and laid hands on somebody, and that person got healed. And, and, you, and you, you now started to pray to say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me please. He said, ah, God, you are unjust. But the Bible says, know that God is not unjust. He does not forget what you do. The issue is that he has eternity to reward you. Why is this important? Why it is important is that so that you don't give up. You don't allow your Christianity to be frustrated in such a way that you are not like um, David. Have new problems every month. New God. See, it is important that we. I just wanted to just, just consider that there are things that I just because what I don't want, what I'm praying that we will get to is that there is there is a process that God is taking you through. But there are things that will guide you in that process. One is to understand the the, the way God works with eternity. And not, and not, and not frustrate yourself within that process to the extent that you graduate yourself out of it. Are there times that you will discover that there are issues with God's process? Yes, because it will not always be pleasant. But when you know that God is not a God that forgets. And that helps us to be able to deny ourselves of certain things. That even if I let certain things go, God hasn't forgotten. You know, what the devil, why, did, why could Eve not deny herself? She could not deny herself because she felt that, ah, we need this thing now. We need this thing now. Just going to share a story with us and we would we would pray. Um, Sissy Winers was, was dragged by some people recently on the internet because she said that Whitney Houston sang some demonic song. Just like every other thing, people don't listen to what people are saying. They just take the sound bite and they, and, and they will leave. Now, they sang together. But the song that they sang together, 
but sorry if I break some people's hearts. She approached, Whitney approached um, Sissy about singing I Am Every Woman and things like that. And she said, no, I, don't, I can't sing that kind of song. Actually, Whitney told her that, sister, I know that, Sissy, I know that you will not, you will not say yes because this is not the kind of, but the song is big. And Whitney said, sorry, Sissy said, thank you. I know it's a big song, I know it would rock, but I don't know this kind of song. Now, but when she was introducing this topic, when she was talking, she said, Whitney, she knows that Whitney is sleeping with God. So she's not doubting that she, she did not make a part with Christ. But what she's saying that I could have said, ah, let's let's try out the blue. You know what I'm saying? So she's saying that she said that at times some of the things that frustrate Christians are things that are not even in the plan of God for them. That after I had seen the music go up, I could have said, ah, see my chance has gone. But like you see, they had a song together, so it's not. But what she was able to do for Whitney is that when Whitney had a problem, she knew where to go. She knew where to go. Let's just read, let's just play, you know, um, because she was saying that it was demonic leaks. Now, there were sisters talking. And I think there was a part of it, I don't know, there's a part of it that says, I want to cast a spell or something. That's, I won't cast a spell. And he said, that was the part that Whitney said. Sorry, Sissy said, no. <laughs> we don't cast spells here. And things like that. But for those who are fighting the cause of Whitney's, Whitney did not, was not offended. In fact, he said that, I am just telling you because, ma, I really want you to do it. But I know already that you will not do it. Unfortunately, there are now a group of army that is defending with me and saying, no, ah, Sissy should never have said that. That is wrong. That is judgmental. What I'm saying is, why did I bring that up? The only reason why, we, why Sissy would drop certain things is because she understood that God has eternity to support her. If, as you keep on with God, and as God begins to expand you, you know, okay, he said, he said, I can't cast a spell so you can't tell, and things like that. You know, basically what she was, um, there, is a, 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 there, is, there is a particular word, that, that word is what actually took her off and said, you know. Even when Whitney was going to approach her, I don't know if you can, um, when Whitney actually approached her, she said that, I know you will not sing it. I learned one thing, and I shared this song yesterday, you don't have to cut people off or set boundaries. They were friends till Whitney left this world. But Whitney knew that there were boundaries that she would not cross. So you don't have to cut people off, but let them know these are my boundaries. The problem at times that we think in order to be friends with them, there are no boundaries. If your friends know that there are certain times you go to church and it's very obvious to them, 
they will tell you, ah, they will be the one when they are organizing. Ah, no, 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 no. They will be praying that morning. Or maybe you have morning prayer, morning devotion, and things like that. They know the time not to hurry. If you have not told them, ah, they will call you at any time. See, there are some of us that we need to, there are certain things we need to leave. It is not the head of the world. Some of us, we are, we are, we are torn in such a way. I can remember one day I was about to do video. I was supposed to preach somewhere. And the girl I was dating then was going to grow up. And she was calling me. She said, where are you? <laughs> I said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I will get in touch with you. And you know, I was like, when are these people going to finish? Start program. Let us do so I'm like, I, and she won't have me again. I'll go outside. And I didn't know that Uncle Gideladeo was looking at me. So, so when I got I said, what is your problem? I said, is it not obvious that your life don't meet? I said, oh, yeah, 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 I get you, I get you, I get you. No, it's not a problem. I think it's like that. I started texting her. And things that rush rush to the toilet. Just give me five minutes, five minutes. Quick, we, we are done. And things like that. So, ah, God help. God save the life of those who listen to us. How much are they? And things like that. As soon as I finished, just got the taxi. I didn't wear my proposal as well. Student, too. <laughs> 20 hours. <laughs> Not much money. <laughs> Run down the As I got there, just text me. You have this, 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 this. I have left my friends. Everybody who came with their boyfriends. I used to not go at this like that. In the middle of marble lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I was standing there and God said, What are you doing here? In the middle of the night. That's what God said. Have you not heard about night crawling? <laughs> in the Bible. That's what exactly. See, <laughs> I was standing there, you know, see, you know, it's as if you have been schooled and you're like, I was like this. As God was saying to me, see, look at your life now. You, the person you ran here to meet has left you. My people, you did quick service for them and you left them. <laughs> I think it's like that. You know, then God was saying to me, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> See, for those of you who still think that way, I think yeah, diversity. I don't want to have I want to have diversity in my marriage. I don't want to have um, you know you hear a lot of this. I know we want want that we cannot be looking at we can let's let's let our marriage be, be a diverse relationship. <laughs> this girl was Jehovah's Witness. I was, I uh, see, at times when you have all this philosophy in your head, you see that, ah, let's do diversity. <laughs> at least like that. So, you know, please, I am not, if you've gone, done it in your, in your life, I've never stepped into a club in my life. So, you know, so I was like, you know, I didn't even know what, but I just wanted to say, okay, I showed myself, I am here. The day she was going to leave me for a, a, a senator's child in Nigeria. <laughs> 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 
of all the running, all the all the, you know. Yeah, you sound brave faster. <laughs> What was I doing? I was, I was like David. New problems every morning. Because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to say, you know, this kind of life. <laughs> See, by God's mercy, I have been preaching for a while. Even for my unities. Even younger, and things like that. So, this has been my last week. We cannot just be preaching Jesus, Jesus. Let us just do some other things that are, you know, other people are doing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But what the devil was doing to me then is that, if you don't enjoy life, you when you die, there is no enjoyment in heaven. You better enjoy everything now. Then you will continue to have heartache upon heartache upon heartache. God has eternity to reward you. Whatever you do, whatever you give up for him, he has eternity to prove that your decision was right. In this world, it may look like you have, that's why Jesus was saying that he who, who forsakes his father and mother for my sake. He's not saying about your parents. Jesus did not forsake his parents. But what he's saying is that relationship that costs you. Your work with God will cost you relationships. But if you feel that that is all you need now, maybe a group of friends that you are, you know, you, I cannot do both of this. I need to sacrifice myself to fit in. It will be difficult. That is what we are saying today. Is that the divine process of God. Let's just read this scripture as well. The last scripture, James chapter 1. James chapter 1, the Bible says, James is servant of God and the Lord of Jesus Christ to the twelve. The tribes scattered among the nations. So what happened was that persecution scattered them everywhere. And he said, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith will produce perseverance. Let's go on. Let perseverance finish its work. That means that there are certain things that until it finishes its process, it will be. He said, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. In that sense, in that process period, if you lack wisdom, because at times it takes the wisdom of God to understand that you are in a process. He said, if you lack wisdom, ask of God who gives without reproach and it doesn't find fault. 
we serve a God that has eternity. Do not let the devil restrict you to time. Do not let the devil feel that you have failed and all that you have given up, what has it, what has it, what has it produced in your life? That is the trick he has been playing for people ever since. Even in Jesus, what did he do? Turn this stone to bread. What's he saying? Do it now. He said, if you are the child of God, why not turn stones to bread? Do you know that later on, Jesus fed thousands of people with bread? But if you are done it today, one day we just say, no, there is no tomorrow. <clears throat> if you don't do it now, what do they call it? You live once. <laughs> you live once. This life now also. <laughs> live it now. <laughs> that is right. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.